Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 139 of the Seize This Show. Hope you guys have had a great week. We are back with our bi-weekly content. Just to rehash on the last episode, it was a flu game episode. Terrence was not able to join us. He was a little sick, but he's back now, feeling a little bit better. I know you guys heard him shout out some Lakers stuff and LeBron stuff uh, in his room and whatnot as well, too. But Carl Kanye's and I uh, held down the fortress, and we... Covered several topics, including Embiid and Levine's injury, uh, Scary Terry trade, dissecting that, um, the warm welcome for Doc Rivers to the Bucks, LeBron calling out the youngins, East and West All-Star Reserves, um, MVP midseason picks from Carl and I, and much, much more. So I hope you guys enjoyed that wonderful content of me and Carl going back and forth and whatnot. So before we get into today's hottest topics, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for the return of one of my co-hosts, Terrence Whaley. Years, uh, I'm back from the game, you know, feeling good, feeling better. And ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Carl Conyers. How y'all doing, man? Good, man. Like I was saying, man, just, you know, things been good. New Year's starting off well. Everything's positive. Nothing bad going on in life right now, so feel good. What about you, Carl? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm chilling. You know, things could always be better, but they could be worse. <laughs> that is very true. I like that. I like that. Obviously, in the group chat earlier this week, I was hating on both of y'all. You know, what I'm saying y'all got y'all little Valentine, y'all little shorty. When I walked oh, in here, yeah. I said I feel the love already. He got a Facts. big ass Happy Valentine's Day balloon right there. So, how <laughs> was y'all Valentine's Day before we get to these topics, man? Valentine's was cool. I was definitely active. Shout out to my baby. You know what I'm saying? Siobhan, I know you're watching. You are an avid viewer, so I appreciate you. Um, but nah, man, it was cool. It cooked up a little dinner, a little filet mignon with salmon and some asparagus and mashed potatoes. All by yours truly. Shout out to Trader Joe's for supplying the, the stuff. And um, after that, we went to go see um, Jordan Ward and Joe Okay. And that was cool. Shout out to the homie Seasway that actually invited us like last minute to that too. Cause you know, Siobhan, she liked to get out and like dance and be outside. Yes, so yeah. it was perfect, you know, thing to kind of like feed into like what she likes to do. That's so fire. what about you? Uh we actually did dinner too. Um we made uh steaks, lobster tail, and uh these like glazed Brussels sprouts. Sheesh, that um, went crazy. Yeah, shit was, shit was, y'all took pictures of this shit? She took pictures. They on her phone, but I, I ain't like, got I, I gotta see the pictures later. You took pictures of We shit? smashed it. <laughs> 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 <I told> you. <laughs> what about Zoe, man? She been single forever, man. Like, what's up? What's she, what's she get? Zoe, Zoe, old She got lady, special bro. treats, she man. Not, she not worried about these <laughs> niggas, right? Um, then we went to do this uh, Bear Drips thing. What? Uh, what's that? Yesterday. It's basically like you get you get like this bear thing, but it's not like a, a teddy bear where it's like furry or whatever. It's kind of like those cause statues um, or like figurines, oh, okay, okay. Um, but like it's blank. So you just like get to paint on it however you want to. It's kind of uh, fire. That shit was fire. Yeah, yeah, we both had a really good time. Okay, well now I know who to go to, you know, in the future for advice. Yeah, man, we got <laughs> great data ideas. Just hit your, just hit your, you know. Yo, tied up brothers up, and we'll let you know what to do. The tied up brothers. Not the Another podcast up. after this. <laughs> <laughs> you ready to get into today's hottest topics? Yes, yeah, man. Let's, let's All right, man. man. NBA All Star is taking place. Obviously, this is a pre recorded episode, so it's Sunday. So we will not be able to break down the actual All Star game this Sunday. I don't know about you guys. I didn't really care too much about Friday's uh, festivities, but I want. I really want to focus on Saturday, man. We had the skills challenge. We had the three-point contest. We had Steph versus Sabrina, a male versus female, NBA versus WNBA, top three-point shooter contest. And then we had a dunk contest as well, too. Um, 
I know, Carl, you said you didn't really watch the Skills Challenge at all. You, did you watch the Skills Challenge? I, I, how do you I feel watched, about it? I watched the, the recaps. I, I Like I said, I, I'm really um, happy at how the league has been as far as fluidity-wise when it comes to the rules of the All-Star Weekends. Just seeing how like the format has changed year over year. So I, the first thing that was cool just was seeing how they broke down the competition, how having like obviously the Pacers' top players there, and then how they had the first round picks or not the first round picks, but the first Number overall picks, picks yeah. and then also some all stars. So I felt like that was really cool to kind of see like those peers kind of go at it. Um, but I felt like you know ultimately those skills challenges are built for guys like Tyrese. Yeah. Both Tyrese's honestly, mm-hmm. and they both showed out. Um, but yeah, I, I thought I thought it was cool, and I always like when the when the hometown like all star um, teams or players you know win certain things. Like even on Friday night, Benedict um, Mathurin, yeah, Matherin yeah. um, won the MVP for the for the Rising Star. So it's always good to see like the hosts you know guys win. Um, but yeah, I, I like the format overall more than anything. Yeah, format was cool. Like you said, I definitely feel like it's built for guard-based players as well, but also it's built for competence. I just feel like, um, for example, the number one picks, like they did not pay attention to the you rules. know the rules at all. <laughs> like the yeah. referees was telling them, redirecting them where to go when they had to go through the uh, the weave through mm-hmm. through the basketball little silhouette cones or whatever. Mm-hmm. And even with the one when they had to get the points from bounce passes and chest passes and whatnot, like the coordination was terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so definitely they need to pay attention um, to the rules as well too. But mm-hmm. like you said, I did like how they had a hometown team um, and then they mixed it up with the number one picks and then the All-Stars as well, too. So I mm-hmm. forgot, you know, Julius Randle being out for the All-Star game. So Trey Young was one of the replacements. Mm-hmm. And he said Scotty Barnes as well, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was pretty interesting. Um, I kind of like back in the day when they just had one player, uh, well, multiple players, but it wasn't a team. Like back in the day when, like, D-Wade and, gotcha, and whatnot gotcha. went, yeah, like, yeah. that was cool. That was cool, too. Um, so I want them to go back to that format, but I'm not really opposed to, you know, them trying to bring in a new crowd and just having a different, you know, type of challenge every year as well, too. My favorite was probably the half-court shot as well, too. Yeah, um, that was cool. And it was, it was cool to see. Uh, I kind of knew, like, Team Pacers just had all the momentum. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, this is kind of a Cinderella type of, you know, story as well, too. So, mm-hmm. once uh, the first round pick basically essentially took too much time to make that half-court shot, I was like, well, you got a minute and, like, 20 seconds to win that joint. Mm-hmm. And, of course, out of all players on the Pacers to win the game, it was Tyrese Halliburton. So, mm-hmm. um, props to him as well, too. So, that was a pretty good challenge as well. Moving on from that, the three-point contest had Malik Beasley, Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Halliburton, Dame Tom, Laurie Markin, and Donovan Mitchell, Cat, and Trey Young. What was your thoughts on the three point contest? That's always my favorite contest. Mm-hmm. It it's probably up there for me too. Um, I it's it's been kind of cool to see Cat's um, like um, development as a shooter. Like in his time in Kentucky, he obviously wasn't getting baskets like that, but just like how he's been able to um, improve his percentage in the league and then also just perform in the three point contest. Um, I think it might have been like the second round, but like Laurie Markinen was yeah, behind, uh, and he hit like eight or nine straight shots at the end, and he yeah. still lost. I was like, that that's like some elite like co- competition, competition too. Yeah. So I felt like the the overall um, three point contest, as far as like everybody trying to compete, like everybody was was shooting well mm-hmm. for the most part, except for Malik Beasley. I feel like he kind of he kind of was, <laughs> was, was a little less. <laughs> I was like, but moment was too much. <laughs> yeah, life's too bright. But, but yeah, sometimes too, like because for him, it seemed like he he was running out of time and he kind of rushed his last his last few attempts. But but I think um, I think yeah, like it was it was cool to see and um, yeah, it's one of my favorites as well though, just as far as like the overall um, com- competition. Yeah, what about you, Carl? Um, yeah, I think the three-point contest is cool. Um, looking at the field, I'm not really surprised that Dame won. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was dope seeing. I'm, I honestly kind of tuned in more like the last, at the tail end. Like the second? Like the second round. And yeah. then I saw like the last round. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, they was they was they was uh, shooting. They yeah, was out facts. there getting buckets. <laughs> they was out there getting, getting bucket buckets. buckets. <laughs> they were getting buckets. Yeah, for sure. Once it got to the second round, um, and like what four or five of them had twenty six, I was like, all y'all got twenty six, just all y'all go. Mm-hmm. Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, so I I didn't really agree with the little tiebreaker that they had as well too. But I think who were the last who? How many people advanced? Three. Three. So I think it was yeah. Trey Young, Cat, and, and uh, Damian Lillard, right? Yeah. So I thought Trey Young had that joint for a little bit, and then Dame just, you know, was being heroic. I feel like he missed those last couple on purpose, and then just mm-hmm. made that last one to, to actually get the twenty-seven. Damn, but that'd be crazy, if he um, did like that intentionally. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, he did good though. Like I said, I enjoyed it as well too. You know, we prioritized shooting. Steps changed the game, so naturally, like I'm gravitating towards that as well. Um, there's nothing that would really change about the three-point contest, but. Um, I thought it was an overall success. Now, the new three-point contest that they implemented this year, and obviously, you know, whoever won, well, not even whoever won, both of these uh, respective players had a charity, a donation to whatever charity they wanted to go to. But Sabrina, WNBA marksman, went up against Steph Curry um, after that. What were y'all thoughts on that? Yeah, so I didn't get to see it live, but as far as, like I said, the format, like I think – um, anything that the NBA can do to also kind of uplift and kind of like spotlight the WNBA, I think is great for, for their league. Um, and I think too, like just Sabrina showing, you know, she can really go shot for shot with, with bro. I think that was just, just awesome to see. And then all the, like the messaging that she had, like in her interviews before, you know, obviously trying to uplift, you know, women empowerment and, and just showing that, you know, they're on equal footing. Um, I thought it was cool. Um, and then, you know, just being able to see Steph in that competitive fire again. I mean, I, you know, I know what, what's, what's the, what's the Warriors right now? They in a 10th, 10th spot. So they ain't really, they ain't really competing for much lately. So it's been cool. It's been cool to see Steph like in that competitive fire, um, in, in that arena, like his, his three point, um, you know, marksmanship is is really where he hangs his hat. So it was cool to see him like compete in that in that space. All right, what about you, Carl? Um, yeah. So this one I did actually see all the way through. Okay. Um, I'm gonna watch this. But you know, because it was fire. <laughs> it it was really dope. Uh, especially because Sabrina was out there hooping. Like yeah. we were talking about before the episode, her her score was 26, and that's what Dame won with in the final round of three point competition. So like. Clearly, she's on par with the average, I mean, above average NBA shooter. She just couldn't beat what everybody regards as the best shooter of all time. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I thought it was dope. Steph got hot late and, like, cleared the last two racks, basically. Um, and I think they, they were talking about for sure doing it again next year and maybe even, like, adding partners so there'd be, like, two WNBA players versus two NBA players. Um, I think stuff like that is cool. Like, it takes out the – physicality of it and just kind of showcases the skill and shows you like skill wise their game is really really good like these are really skilled players mm-hmm. um because otherwise they wouldn't be able to you know match up but they can so yeah mm-hmm. i think it's dope and i think it's something that i hope to see uh more of oh yeah so obviously you know at first weeks before like once we kind of found out about this um she kind of said oh i want to be at the NBA three-point line. So, I, that was cool that she did that. Um, and then she's a WNBA ball. Do you think things should have been changed where she should have been at the three-point line for the WNBA line? And then do you think she should have used a different ball? What are your thoughts on all that? So, they, they said that she could have used the WNBA three-point line. She's the one who was like, nah, I'm going I'm to shoot from the regular three-point yeah. line, which is, yeah, exactly. That's, That's even more fire. fire. Um, and I, I agree with them using the WNBA ball only because – the everything they do is so like comes down to really small mechanics and like really small things. So like I feel like it just takes longer to get. She would have to do, not that she's never shot with an NBA uh, NBA ball, but I feel like it'd take a lot more for her to adjust to what she's not used to shooting every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no, I feel that as well too. Um, no, nah, they did a great job. I would love to see um, a partnership as well too. But I kind of want to see like I know you said. WNBA versus NBA, I kind of want to see, like, Sabrina and Steph team up and go up against another, like, Dame and then another WNBA player. That would be dope. But either way, it would be nice. And then I was telling you before we recorded this as well, too, I would like to see them have a split screen and 
both of the teams are on opposite sides of the court going at it as well, too. So that would be pretty dope to see, honestly. Mm. Um, only thing I'll say about Sabrina, I was like, where was this in the WNBA finals? Mm. Did you? Yeah, she wasn't. <laughs> she was not hooping. Yeah, but we'll see, man. I, I we'll, we'll see what Liberty up to next year as well, too. And then last but not least was the Kia Dunk Contest. We had Jalen Brown. We also had... Jaime Hakez Jr., Jacob Topin, Toppin, and then Mac McClung. What was y'all thought on the dunk contest? I'm gonna go last. Uh, I think it was a it was a lot more mid, whole lot of mid, <laughs> as Playboy Cardi would say. Um, yeah, no, I, I like Mac McClung. He got up there for sure. I did like his last dunk over Shaq because I can't remember who it was, but one of the earlier guys in the first round dunked over Shaq and like. They pushed off of him, so they needed his help to clear it, and also they hit the top of his head. Like, it just wasn't it wasn't great. So it was dope seeing like the shortest guy out there go up and do that. But I was saying this before, like I I really think they should take the dunk contest away for just maybe like two three years something like that and bring it back. I think just that alone would build more anticipation and make it kind of like a little bit more fun. Um, and maybe if y'all y'all bringing in G Leaguers, bring in some of these like YouTube dunkers then, because they to me are are doing better dunks than a lot of these NBA players are doing. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know it was cool. It to me the best thing was the three point shooting and Sabrina versus Steph. Um, I'm be honest, I I just feel like All Star Weekend is losing a lot of its entertainment value. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like a must watch anymore to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of like a bigger problem. But I said I'm going last. Oh, you're going last. <laughs> uh, no, dunk contest was cool. Um, I mean, it, it just like I, I agree with Carl. Like, I feel like we should take a couple years off, um, and I think it'll be much more successful as well too. But for me, uh, there's a couple of dunks that were good. Like Obi Toppin had a pretty. I mean, his brother had a pretty good one. Um, Jalen Brown was, you know, kind of creative. It's just hard to do more dunks when you've kind of seen everything. But like you said, there's YouTubers and stuff like that that actually got bounced. Um, and, you know, they've just they've seen shit we've never seen before. Um, so that's pretty cool. But I think the biggest thing is probably I would like to see because the, I feel like if we were actually in the arena and we're up close, we would enjoy it more. Um, that's one thing. But two, I feel like if we know, are... Man. Let me finish. Let me finish. If we're if we're out, I feel like if we're watching it as a viewer, I feel like I enjoyed the dunk more when I saw that shit in slow motion. So if there was a way, uh, this is just me. Like back in NBA Live when they had the whole little dunk contest, like when they were about to go up and they put in slow motion. Mm-hmm. If they could try to have that edit in real time of them doing the slow motion and fast forwarding it, I think that would be dope as well too. Um, but I agree with what Jalen Brown said was. Even though we've seen most of these dunks and whatnot as well, too, what we need is these stars to just play again. You know what I'm saying? Be a part of the dunk contest. And I know you love this guy, LeBron James. It's, no, it's just LeBron's people. fault. It's, it's his fault. It's, it's his, his fault. fault. It's his fault. And Jalen Brown was good at calling out people and like, yo, like people are too, these stars nowadays are basically too scared of becoming memes and whatnot. It's just about going out there and having fun. So um, hopefully with Jalen Brown being the top star in this dunk contest in the future, we're gonna have more stars being willing to participate and not really give a fuck. But yeah, I mean the whole the whole the stars not wanting to come to the dunk contest that is on LeBron. I know that. Um, I will say for me, I I, I do kind of echo some of Carl's sentiments about taking um, taking it away for two or three years. That is one way to to go about it. I also am more of a fan of scrapping the whole thing itself and doing like a king of the court situation. Like that, that to me is like something completely brand new where they obviously won't get the LeBrons and the KDs and the Devin Bookers, probably not. But like, if you can get the second, you know, generation or like rookies to come in and kind of do that, I think it would add an an entertainment value. Like you said, Carl, that is missing from the, from, from all-star weekend. Um, and just add a new event. This is the worst event that people have always complained about on social. I know the NBA can see that stuff. And I just feel like maybe during the two or three year absence, you could add that propon- or that component to All-Star Weekend and maybe 
test it out and see like if that's something that could revitalize the entertainment value and then also just again it'd be so fun like you remember that team usa um those clips like it was like Kyrie, paul george oh back in the day when kobe was still alive i mean kobe was still there that one? No, I think it might have been the Olympics after that one. Oh, no, no, no. It was Kobe because it was him, well, James Kobe. Harden. Yeah. Kyrie, like, went through the whole, like, yeah. press and, like, yeah. killed him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, that that practice, like, where they were kind of doing, like, the king of the court. Like, that shit is so fun. Like, you get two or three dribbles, maybe even just two dribbles, and, like, you got to score. Like, I think that that is – it would be so cool to see an All-Star weekend. How many players would you place in this king of court? I think it's probably max be the target like, score? eight. Oh, wait, what do you mean? Say it again? So, what would be, like, your, your, the target score for King of Court? Oh, I mean, I feel like you got to, like, you'd have to go through the whole lineup. Mm-hmm. So, it'd be, like, six players or, like, eight players, and you have to at least go through all of them. Okay. I like that. Anything you want to add to it? No, I think that would be dope. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, that's that's probably the only thing that you can add too. So I, I agree. I would love to see that as well too. So. Yeah. And one-on-one, I mean, a lot of players thrive in that shit. So yeah, I think T Mac was saying some stuff like not even just having the top stars. You can also have some of these role players who really don't have a name for themselves. Cause like mm-hmm. you said, one-on-one is completely different from five on five, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think that would be, uh, you know, pretty dope as well too. So obviously this is pre-recorded, but who do you guys have winning tonight? Do you have the Western All-Stars or the Eastern All-Stars? Yeah, I'm always go with the West um, and whatever squad LeBron's on. But, like, <laughs> you know, he he does intensify it in the fourth quarter. Um, Giannis is always a problem in, in, in All-Star format, though, too. But but I like what, what, uh, what LeBron's squad got, too. Yeah, I'm a, I've always been a West guy, too, so I'm going to go with Team West. What about you, Carl? I mean – if I had to pick one, I guess I'd say the West. Yeah. yeah. West? Yeah. Okay. I I mean, I'd seen, like, like I felt like Tyrese was going to go crazy tonight, or tonight, but then I heard him in a um, – he was, like, on the broadcast during the Rising Stars Challenge, and he was like – somebody asked him if he was going to play hearts, play hard, and he was like, nah, I'm good. And I was like, damn. So I was looking forward to kind of seeing him kind of, like, mm-hmm. you know, carry that, you know, host mm-hmm. player performance, but – We'll see what happens. But you said for you, once they have to reach that target score and turn everything off, that's when they they play the best, huh? Yeah, I mean, to me, that's what I've seen. Even when they did it for the Rising Stars Challenge um, and then the year when Kobe passed, like I just felt like they just – it's just different. I was going to say that too. That was probably my favorite recent All-Star game was the Kobe one. I felt like they were actually going at that shit. That shit was fire. Yep, and then they did it again when they did it in Cleveland when LeBron hit that shot over Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a good one too. I don't know what the All Star jerseys are looking like this year, but I know like a few of the players got interviewed yesterday and whatnot. And yeah. one of the players, Kawhi, was like, "They should go back to when you just use your actual team jersey, mm-hmm. the home jersey versus the away jersey." Mm-hmm. Would y'all like that to come back? Yeah, it'd be like kind of retro feel. Is I, I liked it when they did when they did that, but. Um, I think the All-Star Game jerseys are a cool look, too. They just haven't been good the past few years, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, the year they did it, when it was in Dallas, when they did it at AT&T Stadium, mm-hmm. like, that was a really, really dope jersey. That was my last time where I felt like it was cool. Like, it was maybe, like, 2012. It was, like, when Dwight Howard was still in the league in an All-Star. Damn. Yeah, so, like, that was the last jersey I really fucked with. Okay. But yeah. Uh, pivoting now, Doc Rivers, obviously his new coach, Carl and I kind of touched on that as well too, but the last time Carl and I touched on that, um, I think Doc can only, you know, coach one or two games. <laughs> now he's three and seven as the Milwaukee Bucks head coach. And I looked at some stats as well too. Right now, even though Milwaukee Bucks are number two in points per game and number four in field goal percentage, they are number 23 in points allowed. And over these over this ten game stretch, Dame under Doc has been averaging twenty one points per game, six assists, three rebounds, shooting forty two percent from the field and thirty two percent from three. Carl Conyers, man, after seeing a little bit more games, what do you think is going on with Coach Doc Rivers and the Milwaukee Bucks? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think they shouldn't have fired their coach uh, halfway through the season when they had a good record, like. 
it's just one of those things you don't I, I do get that Dame is is older but if this didn't work out this year then you fire him at the end of the year and in, in the offseason and you hire a new coach you know um I just don't think it was worth messing up what you had or already had going on especially when you knew you're about to hire Doc Rivers it's just like they're really the you know the long and short of it um so I don't know man it, I, it's gonna be interesting to see how they play for the rest of the year like post all-star break and then how they play on the playoffs because they were a better team what was that last year or the year before when they got beat in the first round mm-hmm. um, which I guess that was last year yeah mm-hmm. so yeah, it'll be interesting yeah, for me, I mean, Doc Rivers is the is the ultimate like going through the motions type coach, and I feel like <laughs> at least where they were before they hired Doc and fired their um, Adrian, that was his name, right? Adrian Griffin. Griffin. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just felt like at least I mean they were competitive. Um, I think the very first domino that kind of came out publicly was when um, Bobby Portis was kind of like going back and forth about um, like him not having control of the locker room or like some decisions that he makes, I guess at the end of games and shit. And I'm just like, bro, but like, he's a rookie coach. too. Yeah. Like you got to give him the chance to kind of get that stuff together. And ultimately y'all still, you know, had, had a great record. Um, so I agree with Carl in the fact that like, I don't think he should have got fired, especially if that's what your next hire was going to be in Doc Rivers. I think they just really wanted some sort of veteran, like leadership presence in there, but it's like, you have Giannis, that's what he's there for, bro. Like at the end of the day, like, yeah, coaching is important, but you, with the rookie coach, you pair him with Giannis, like you should be fine as far as controlling your locker room. Mm. Um, And that just shows you like player empowerment nowadays too. mm -hmm. Yeah. Nowadays. I mean, I don't know. Magic was getting coaches fired. Mm-hmm. Star players can get a coach fired easy, and they always have been, you know? Because yeah. it's easy. It's not easy to find a new star player. It's very easy to find, find a new, new coach. coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> That's true. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I think they can definitely, you know, somewhat turn it around with Doc Rivers. You think Doc Rivers can end with a winning record or at least above 500 records? He's 3-7 and seven right now. I do, yes. Um, I think all-star break does revitalize teams when they come out of it. Um, but I'll say it won't be because of Doc Rivers. Because of the talent he has on his team. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. You think it's right to have players be away from the team? You know, P.J. Tucker and Bones Highland, you know, obviously were sent home for the road trip uh, slash all-star break from the, you know, Los Angeles Clippers. And P.J. Tucker also got the biggest fine this year in 75 k for basically publicly demanding a trade. But It's a lot of sneakers know, he gave up. <laughs> What were y'all thoughts on that? Um, so the the original question is: Is it right for to have players? So is it right for like You're general managers? Be like, yo, don't show up. Uh, I think it's always been a little odd, but I do I understand it in since in situations where they're up for trade and they the general manager wants him to sit so that he does. Oh my bad. Oh, um that the general manager doesn't want him to get injured before the trade request happens. Um, but as far as, like, post-trade they're doing it. Yeah, players being disgruntled and them keeping them away. I, I think they have the right to do it. Um, I do think that there's probably a – no, no, no. I'll say that they have the right to do it. I'll just keep it at that. Bones Highland, though, it's really crazy. Like, who's who's playing a, ahead of him now? Because, I mean, I guess he's, he's at point guard, so, so Harden. Uh, that's, yeah, yeah. that's the only thing. That's the reason. not enough minutes. See, yeah. it's crazy because this same kind of thing happened to um, – and this, I mean, he's he's a lesser player. I'll say that. But it's the same thing that happened to Talonhorn Tucker when the Lakers traded um, for Russell Westbrook, and he was getting his legs underneath him as you know player in the league and established. And then you know ultimately a, a, an actual you know former All Star veteran comes in, takes your minutes. Um, but Bones can play, man. I saw him you know when he was in Denver. Like I, I felt like he he's he's capable of playing in the league. He shouldn't I mean, be. Yeah, even the before the, the trade, like. I was satisfied with what we had. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if you can get James Harden, you got to get You got to go get James yeah, Harden. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? Um, I think, yeah, it's, it depends on the situation. But in this situation, I think it's fine because both players are out of the completely out of the rotation. Like, they were only getting garbage time minutes. So, you already know that they're not about to play. 
um, and they're both disgruntled about not playing, and you're on a road trip, and it's right before the All Star break. Affect the team too. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, when you're, it's it's one thing if these were home games, but you're on a road trip, so that means y'all are all traveling around each other, have to be around each other, so the sulking is bigger, it matters more, and especially it's like we're right before the All Star break. Y'all go go home, be with your families, get your mind right, and then Mm -hmm. like come back, and maybe you'll play in the second half of the season. But I think it would be one thing if they, they just sent them home versus like they're probably causing issues that made it easier for the team to just be like, yeah, we'll, we'll catch y'all after. I feel about the 75K. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. But I mean, I think the league, the league has to do something about players directly um, forcing their hand in their in their destination. Like, Especially mid players. Yeah, who are you, bro? PJ, like, come on, bro. (laughs) They do got to do something about that because I mean, ultimately, ultimately, though, like the the players do have um, some leverage to an extent, you know, based on where they are, where they're at in their contract years and stuff like that. But I do think that you know those fines do need to happen. So I agree. I agree with that. Okay. You know, oftentimes in other sports, um, like NFL, for example, you know. Sometimes the best, pl- the the most, the best player is the one that gets MVP, or it's the best player on the best team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, with that being said, you know Jason Tatum right now is having a great year: twenty-seven points per game, nine rebounds, five assists, shooting forty-eight uh, percent from the field. And the Celtics right now have not only the best record in the Eastern Conference, but the best record in the entire league, and are four games ahead of everyone in the entire league at 40, forty-three and twelve. Do you guys think that, you know, I know last week, you know, we were kind of, Carl and I were kind of going back and forth on uh, who we think should be the midseason MVP. And um, he said Joker, and then I said Shea. But do you think, you know, Jason Tatum deserves to be MVP with, with, with everything? You know, I, I know it's hard because, you know, his team is also stacked. But what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that last point was, was what I was going to say. I mean, ultimately, like, I think – this is a situation a, a lot similar to um, like the Grizzlies from last year. Like when when you looked at their split record between when Ja was in the lineup and when he wasn't, I feel like obviously the Celtics wouldn't be as good as they are without him, but they'd still win games. And I just feel like for me, like if I was a if I was a voter in MVP, value always comes down to just how much of like you know the win share do you have, and also just like how 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 much is the weight of you on your team and and your team's success. Mm. So for me, ultimately, no, I don't think he deserves it. And also it just seems like the writers are going away from that typical narrative as they, as they were in the early two thousands of the NBA. What about you? Uh, Yeah. I don't think, I think my top two would still be Shea and and Jokic uh, for right now. Indeed, if he hadn't missed half the season already, um, but yeah, I just, I, I, I think honestly, there's a lot to what Terrence was saying and kind of what you were saying as well. Like it's, it's easy to, most of the time it's, yeah, the best player on the best team you have a, you're going to be top three, top two MVP voting, but it does matter when you're on like a super team and like the same way that Steph or KD were never going to win MVP those same years that they were playing together. Uh, that's kind of like, you know, it's not the exact same level of talent for sure, but it's easy, like, it's easy to view, like, okay, you also have Jalen Brown, you have Christoph Krizingis, you have, uh, Drew Holiday, Holiday, you still have Al Horford, like, got that nigga off, uh, what's the name from? Derek White. Yeah, Derek White, exactly, like, you, the, your starting five is crazy, it's clearly the best starting five in the league. So, when you put that next to guys like Shea, who's carrying, who's got his team to be the second or third seed, which is right below, basically. Um, and he's taking a bunch of 21-year-olds and doing it and averaging, like, 10 more points a game than anybody else on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, to me, like, it brings more value. It makes you more valuable. That's mm-hmm. that's really just what it comes down to. And the same with, like, Jokic. Like, Jamal Murray's not an all-star. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is definitely not an all-star. And then Aaron Gordon, like, there's a bunch of solid guys. Jamal Murray is, is very great in the playoffs, but the other guys are just all solid. And I still have us in, you know, a position because I'm going crazy. Uh, and that's also the thing. He, to me, his he has good stats. Yeah. But honestly, for, like, what the stats are right now in the NBA, they're not, like, 
peak, you know, yeah. like it's a it's a couple more guys averaging more points per game than him, more rebounds, more assists. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, if this was ten years ago, yeah. twenty seven, eight and four would be like, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. But because did LeBron did LeBron win his when he what what years was he MVP with Miami? Both, uh, yeah. His yeah, first year? Yeah, yeah. First two years. How you feel about that? Would you, like based on like how when oh, D Wade was still gosh, somewhat D Wade and gosh. they had Chris Bosch and the, their team, the rest the rest of the roster built up. Yeah, I just think Braun at that time was just head and shoulders over anybody else in the league though. Like I feel like that that comparison is a little bit tougher just because yeah, he was head and shoulders, mm-hmm. I feel like. And I think I would compare that team more to the these Nuggets. Yeah. Like, D-Wade, Jamal Murray, at that stage, D-Wade's career. Mm-hmm. Definitely think Chris Bosh is better, like, than their third option. But it's – that was our first or technically second time seeing, like, a super team. But I I don't think it was – like, some of the super teams we've seen since then are like, oh, no, this is like a mm-hmm. – you got all of these dudes in their prime <laughs> and they're, like, all top three players. Like, they yeah. weren't, you know – Especially Bosch was maybe maybe a top he was maybe a top fifteen. I wouldn't yeah. say he was a top, top ten, 10 player 15. at that yeah. right. at that time. Um, mm-hmm. And D Wade was definitely already towards the latter half of his career, like and just in in terms of injuries and like his peak. Was crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That yeah. motherfucker was stupid. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's just again like what he's saying. Like LeBron was just going insane that year too. Insane. Yeah. Okay. Good times. Good times. Um. Yeah. I'm really curious to see like how they're gonna determine who the MVP is. Are they gonna go with stats? Are they gonna go with true value when you take a player off the team? What are they really? The narrative. I'm. I'm curious to see because I feel like we kind of have an idea, but because of Joel Embiid's injury, um, it's kind of up in the air. So. And that's the thing. This is the most up in the air I think it's been. Mm-hmm. Plus, what we talked about last week, Carl, with the whole 65 game perimeter. Some players might be ineligible, so it's yeah. gonna be interesting to see who's gonna be the MVP. But I know we said this last week. You still on Joker number one? Yeah, if, especially as long as they get their seed up a little bit. Like, where do you think they would have to finish? Top three, top four? Yeah, and I think they're what four right now. Mm-hmm. So, so just stay right there. It's still close in at the top, so I think they could easily um, get up there. But yeah, I feel like top three would, especially if you could get to like two or something. That would boost his case a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think based on how um, Jokic is playing right now, I would give him the edge over Shea. You give it to him. Mm-hmm. I think I'd still stick with Shea as well. Given uh, I'd love to see it go to him though. I'd love to see it go to Shea. Yeah. And when yeah, do they normally mad. give out awards for MVP? You said like when not to the normally? second round in the, of the playoffs. Yeah. Because I swear, like when Dirk won that shit. No, it's like, it's at the end of the season, isn't it? Well, didn't they just make that rule change? Well, no, because Joel B. remember he was with his team in the playoffs and they had the little video conference on TNT and then they gave him the award. So I think he was still in the second round. Yeah, it was definitely during the playoffs. Okay. They need to do that shit like right when the season over type shit. Yeah. I don't know. I just I just wanted to add an element. Okay. Um, right now, uh, the hottest team in the West are the Minnesota Timberwolves. Like I said, they – have the second best record in the entire league and the best record in the Western Conference at 39-16. They're number one in defense, allowed at 106.7, number two in point differential, winning by 7.2 points per game. They have six players averaging double figures and two all-stars in Ant-Man and Carl Anthony Towns, and obviously that defensive anchor at the five and Rudy Gobert and some decent role players, man. How much of a threat for a team on that roster when no one's really had deep runs? How much of a threat are the Timberwolves this year, man? I think they're about as much of a threat to get past the second round as the franchise has ever been. Um, And I will say this, for all the jokes we gave them for giving up all of the picks, and it's still a funny trade, um, the picks that they gave up for Rudy Gobert, it is at least starting to be fruitful. Um, And I think that, too... Just from a fan perspective, I've always been, I've always told y'all about this, but like being able to see Ant, um, you know, for multiple rounds in the playoffs, that is something I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to and that I want to happen. Um, so I think, I think about because in order for them to get to the Western Conference Finals, if they stay a one seed, which is the, obviously the most favorable for them, um, 
And I'm going to say the Lakers are going to get to six. I don't think that they're going to get down to. Yeah, I think that I, I don't think that they'll be playing. So that would mean they'd probably match up with either Dallas or Sacramento. That's not the best matchup, in my opinion, just because I like Sac and their team as far as just their their experience from last year. Um, but I think that. I, I I just like what Ant has as far as just being a like a up and coming superstar, mm. and I think that depending on who they get in the second round, whether it's Den well if Denver stays four, which I don't think will happen, I think they'll continue to rise. Yeah. If they get the Clippers or if they get Phoenix, it'll be tough. Like it'd be a seven game series probably. Mm. Um, and I would just again as a fan be going for Minnesota instead of the fuck Clippers. <laughs> fuck them niggas. But, but yeah, it can't be Denver and it can't be it can't be Phoenix because I think Phoenix would beat them. But other than that, I'd take I'd take Minnesota to get to the Western Conference Finals. What about you? What about you, Carl? Um. Yeah, I just can't put too much into the Timberwolves yet. I think they're for me one of those teams of. I'll believe it when I see it, but I don't, I don't not believe that you can do it, but you're going to have to show me, mm-hmm. you know, um, I like clearly they're, they're playing well in the regular season, but to me, they more remind me of the Grizzlies from like, what was that just like a year ago mm-hmm. when they were, I think they finished with the number one seed or the number two seed. Um, but as soon as they got to the playoffs, their youth and experience just kind of showed mm-hmm. and Rudy Gobert has some experience, but that's about it I can think of, you know, mm-hmm. and he's not about to, he's not a scorer and he usually gets cooked on defense in the playoffs too. So, yeah. Um ain't been to the playoffs but with like two times Damn. and he's been kind of but when he's been, yeah. Anthony Edwards last year was just very up and down like in those playing games, I think he went like 1 for 11 in one of those games or yeah, something. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, he's just he's I think to me that's the main thing separating Ant from like a star and a superstar right now is just like being more consistent with it. Mm-hmm. And I think he, I think he can. And I think he definitely, for sure, at one point will. But I think that right now is kind of like their biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they they do have Mike Conley. But I was about to ask you. That's one of the things I was gonna say. I don't I feel like he's too old now. But if if they had an upgraded point guard, I feel a little bit more confident. But I don't know what Mike Conley. Mike Conley is, I mean, he's good for them because he's just the steady old point guard who does a lot of the right things, you know, yeah. decent on defense still. Um, but I think with a team like this, it would be more beneficial if your veteran was at least like a 15-a-game guy or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, they, they, you know, they, they're good. Mm-hmm. We'll just see. We've seen a lot of fraudulent one seeds in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm where we kind of just get back to realizing, like, oh, the playoffs are about star power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you kind of talked about Memphis back in the day. Well, not back in the day. A couple of years ago when they were a top seed um, and whatnot. And there's been other top seeds as well that haven't really, you know, made deep runs into the playoffs and whatnot. So how much do you think chemistry versus experience matters? Uh, I mean, I do think it, it does come down to the chemistry and star power, like like Carl said. Um, so it, it matters a lot. Um, I think uh, I think that's the, really the reason why the Lakers got so far last year, too. I mean, you, you had two of the top, you know, ten players in the league, and then um, just the experience between those two, um, you know, showed that even with the inexperience from Darvin Ham's perspective, that you can still get deep you know, with star power and experience. What about you? Uh, yeah, I think the chemistry and experience is, is literally everything. Yeah. Uh, I think we saw it in another way with the Warriors last year because their chemistry was destroyed because <laughs> Draymond decided to clock Jordan Poole. Um, so, you know, like the, the chemistry can be a detriment. Uh, but then also, yeah, like we know ex- experience is huge in the, in the playoffs, like, that's that's why whenever a young player does do certain things, it's like, oh, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because it's just not expected and it doesn't happen that often. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's that's always big. That's why 
even you look at when the Warriors beat the Kings. The Kings were the three seed or something like that. Mm-hmm. That was just because that was the year before Draymond. Had, uh, or no, was that the same no, year? That was last year. That was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's where the experience, though, is like, okay, you can overcome certain things until you come up against a really good team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay, I like that. That was that was good. Um, you know, we listed the top teams in each respective conference, East Boston Celtics, Western Conference, Timberwolves. What teams for both of those teams in their respective conferences, you know, could give them a run for their money? We're talking about the the top of the just top of the conferences. I guess, or a team that you're not really expecting to, you know, essentially make noise. Who do you think they can? Who? What team you think can spoil? Can spoil their run to the playoffs? Uh, I mean, for me, uh, I think the Knicks. I'm not. I'm not sure if that's low enough though, like a four seed. Mm-hmm. But I think the Knicks could could do some spoiling. I was a year. I was a year too early on Cleveland. I'm so happy to see where they at in the standings right now at top two. I feel like you know. Things are looking 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 well for them. I think they won like nineteen of the last twenty games or something like that. They're number two seed right now, right? Yeah, man. I'm I'm happy to see you know because that that team to me as far as like how it's built, I like how it's built. Um, but but yeah, the Knicks. Um, I think that their roster is is solid and defensively, I know that they'll be there. Um, in the playoffs, but we'll just you know Jalen Brunson as far as that star power that you need, yeah. it's enough for them. It works for them in their offense. Um, so it'll just be about. Obviously, Julius Randle is going to be on the same hump. He's going to do the same things. He's going to be shooting them three-pointers you don't need to be shooting. But He's so terrible in the playoffs. It's yeah, crazy. yeah, and that's their, that is the thing. Like I feel like they those trades that they made, I feel like they don't make them necessarily better on offense, but I feel like what it will do is it will at least balance their team more so that they don't feel like – Oh, no, that doesn't even make sense. Never mind. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. I was going to say, like, based off of, you know, trading R.J. Baird and Emmanuel quickly, it, the the ball will get funneled more to where it needs to. But even then, it's going to go to Julius Randle and and, and, um, and fucking Jalen Brunson. But yeah, I think – good. Yeah, no, he is. He is. But I, as far as shot creation, which is what a lot of times NBA playoff basketball comes down to, I don't hey, know if that's where he needs to be. Too, right? Oh, they did get they get Alec Burks and they got Bogdanovich. Yeah, yeah. Now Bogdanovich is a good move. Detroit finally moved off him. I know. So yeah. that was cool. That's that was good. That was a good move. Um. So yeah, I think the Knicks could could spoil some plans for for the top season in the East. Now in the West, um, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to see Dallas. I'd like to see. I'd like to say. I'd like to see Luca like finally get farther. Cause I just want to I mean, see that the conference. Right. Once the conference finals, you mean farther as and get to the finals? Yeah, yeah. Like I want to see that play out. Mm. I'd like to see him and Jokic go go at it in the series too. That'd be great. That's from a star fire. power. That would be fire. Perspective. Yeah, I said you you have the same answers as me. I said the Knicks. I thought about Cleveland, but I'm just like, I know y'all got that experience last year, but outside of Donovan Mitchell, I don't trust any of those players to mm-hmm. help him get to where he needs to be. Yeah. Um, so I guess I got the Knicks by default. You know, um, you know, even though Julius Randle doesn't play well, we'll see what happens this year. OG's made some deep playoff runs uh, with the Toronto Raptors, and Jalen Brunson's made deep playoff runs, and they got a good coach, um, mm-hmm. you know, who's defensive minded as well. In the Western Conference, I just got PTSD from seeing Luca. I've seen Luca <laughs> play with nothing and always give a Clippers a seven game Bush run ass. for their money. <laughs> So, in my head, I'm like, yo, even though Minnesota number one right now, that experience actually does matter. So, like y'all said, Kyrie and Luka in the playoffs with whoever on there, I think they can beat a lot of teams, man. So, mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. I got I got the Mavs in the West, man. Yeah. What about you, Carl? Um, I think for sure in the West, I was looking – one, I was looking at the West, and I was like, the West is just really, again, deep this year. Yeah. Um. But I could see the one of the teams I was thinking of was the Mavs, but also I was thinking the Suns and the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, could at least ruin some things Lakers. for some of these players. I don't want to be a fucking. I don't want to so, be a homer. But that's my thing is I think this is more. I don't know if necessarily. I'm not necessarily saying they would make it to the finals, but I think that they could, especially if say you know one of these lower seeds is on the same side of the bracket as the number one seed. Yeah, because the second round could, four or five, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be the same thing as like how last year the Nuggets were playing the Lakers, who were the seventh seed. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, what you yeah. expect. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I think there's a couple of teams that could upset, but then also I'm in that same vein. I don't know if the top teams are the favorites because right now the top two teams are the T Wolves and the Thunder, and I don't really see a lot of people saying that those two are going to make it to the finals. Yeah. yeah, I don't trust them. Um, yeah, and then I think on the the East side, I agree with the Knicks. Knicks by default, right? and <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and I think the Pacers could do something. Mm-hmm. I really they think they get the they right do. matchup. I think they they could. They play really fast. They play really young because they are. Um, and Halliburton is is really really good. So I think they could they could definitely upset somebody. Mm-hmm. I thought before you said the Knicks, I thought you were gonna say the Cavs, or I thought you were gonna say Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Miami. Miami always has opportunity. Mm-hmm. They always have opportunity. Good coaching um, mixed in with that experience. Talent is a little bit deficient, but they always seem to make it up somehow. So, so yeah. Right. And I just have a random topic that Warren wanted me to post up here as well, too. <laughs> he said, why do NBA players always get caught up with these quote-unquote <laughs> IG baddies? What are your they thoughts on money, that? Nigga. <laughs> that's why. They got money. They can do whatever they want to with the money, and then, they, and then that's it. And then, boom. Then the shorty <laughs> is going to pop off about how she was with XYZ player, uh, and that's be it. Yeah. That'd be it. I just feel like they, they're so accustomed to only focusing on basketball their other skills just kind of go out of the door. So, like, their judgment is whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, from that standpoint, when you do got money and you've had these women that you've kind of looked up to in the social media era, as soon as you get that bread, you're going to hit them up. Yeah. So, that shit I just mean, crazy. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to have the reaction on this face. <laughs> I just, I just think it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of young dudes are dumb with the, but, but they're young. They're That's young, the yeah. thing. Like I don't know. I think it's also, it's messed up the way that it's the, that they are kind of vilified for it. It's like, bro, if half of the average young like nineteen twenty year old just had yeah, a bunch bro, of like, money, yeah, they're whatever you, you know. Like the, a lot of them just sit on IG anyway, looking at like all these girls that be, and it's like, yeah. well, now I got what they're looking for. They're so looking for. I just wouldn't fall, even though I'm young. I've always had that mindset. I know it's just something that's temporary, and I've always been smart enough to not put myself in position to get caught up. But a lot of them, it is temporary. Not, of them, yeah. not a lot of them are getting married to any of these girls. It's just yeah. becoming a fling and, and certain things happen. The only one that sucks is, uh, what, PJ Washington. And Jalen, well, well, yeah, Jalen Green may have a pregnancy, I think, too. Really? With who? With, um, Drea. Oh. Oh, damn. Dang, she old, ain't she? Yeah. It's crazy. And then CJ Stroud, allegedly... Was With taking Amber Rose, Rose home. Yeah, holding hands, bro. I saw that. Oh, I just did it was holding hands. Yeah, well, then yeah, she lying yeah. about the she's just taking me home, shit. That's cap. That's so cap. I know it's frowned upon when older men date younger women. How do y'all feel about these younger, I mean, these older women, you know, going after these young athletes who are essentially like, even though legally you're an adult at 18, like you said, we're, I'm, I was still a fucking child at 20, 21 years old, for real, for real. So what are your thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like so long as the younger counterpart doesn't feel like they're being taken advantage of, mm. it's two adults like making it. a decision. Mm-hmm. You agree? I don't even want to really. <laughs> <laughs> Your a, face says something else. I think that's a, just a deep, nuanced uh, conversation. Hey, this might get some clickbait stuff. Uh, if you want to say so, go ahead. No? Please do. <laughs> okay, moving on to real rapper Cap. Real rapper cap, the Celtics and Wolves will still end up number one in the conference when the season is over. I think it's real rap. Yeah. I think that both teams, as far as just in the regular season play, have what they need going forward to to finish one. What about you? Uh, I'd say cap on Ooh. only on the uh, Wolves end because the Wolves are only – one and a half games ahead of the Thunder and two games ahead of the Clippers, mm-hmm. three games ahead of the Nuggets, mm-hmm. versus like the Celtics are like, like seven six, wins, seven, you know, clear of the next person, and like it kind of goes on from there. So the Celtics have shown like they're at least in the regular season right now they are 
just the best team over there for sure. Mm-hmm. But the West just feels so deep and close because it is that, you know, in three games, the, the T-Wolves could be the third or the fourth seed. Mm-hmm. So I just – and I've seen a lot of kind of slippage from them recently. Um, so, yeah, I just I just don't really believe that that's going to be them. Yeah, I say Cap as well. Um, I think my Clippers going to end up being the number one seed. And then, uh, yeah, if if Adrian Griffin didn't get fired because, uh, what, they, they're three and seven, like I said, they were, like, pretty close to the Celtics. And I was like, I wouldn't be surprised with them playing this poorly and still getting Ws. They can turn around post-All-Star break. But I got the Celtics staying number one. And then, like I said, I don't, I don't have Minnesota finishing with the number one seed as well. I would love to see strength schedule too. I, I'm not Ooh, sure what that looks like. I should have looked that up as well. Yeah, for sure. Real rapper cap. The Bucks core will be broken up by the end of the season, and I want to say season after this playoff run. Just their core. Uh, oof. oof. Uh, I would say cap. I'll say that I think that they'll try to. Run it back again one year. I mean, you've had a lot of, um, what's the word? Just uneasy um, territory with firing your coach midseason and then, you know, making a, um, you know, the blockbuster trade for them. So maybe they just need, you know, to try it one more year, I'd say, and then break it up maybe after that. Yeah, I think it's cap. I don't think that you just fired your coach midseason and you just added Dame. This isn't. You know, you did all this to keep Giannis. I don't think blowing it up right now is going to help you keep Giannis at all. And it just doesn't make sense, especially when you just traded for a 34-year-old star. So, Yeah, I say Cap, too. Real rapper Cap staying on the topic of the Bucks. Doc will be replaced by the start of next season as the Milwaukee Bucks head coach. I could say real rap to that, even though it will upset Giannis and the fact that he's had, you know, just the multiple coaches and stuff. But I think it will give um, the Bucks, you know, general management and owner the time to, you know, scour the league over the over the summer to to see what's available and see who else gets fired or let go. Um, yeah, and I think Doc will probably be right back in that seat. <laughs> I think it's cap. You're not about to – again, there's already one thing that they just fired their coach midseason. I, I don't think that any team with serious aspirations – you can't say you're a serious team and you're on your third coach in less than two years. You just mm-hmm. can't, you know. Yeah. Um, so I just don't think it's going to happen, even if it should happen. But I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, and also, honestly, from like a business standpoint, uh, and I don't know, you know, his – complete money but i know right now that they're playing they're already paying i think three or four, four head coaches the because right the, the bucks are yeah i think it's three because they it's fired like uh bud wow. and they just fired adrian griffin and they hired him so they're paying three <laughs> head coaches already i just don't think that it's That's they're gonna want to be like yeah we need to be paying four niggas at the same time mm-hmm. it's tough plus he came there mid-season um i'm gonna go to rap I think he's gonna get fired. Giannis gonna find a way to get him out of there. No way, bro. You know, hire someone else. <laughs> so we gonna see. Shit, if three uh, and seven turn into fucking five and twelve or some shit like that, that'd be nasty. <laughs> Real rapper cap will finally get Battle of L.A. in the playoffs. If. I think this this might be the year. So I I say real rap. It I like I said I think. The Lakers are as high as six, and the Clippers could stay right at three. Yeah. Like, it might literally be first round. Yeah, I think it's definitely possible, especially with just how much the the West keeps shifting. Yeah, the standings keep shifting over there, and that would be really fire. I think everybody would want to see that. I'm going to say cap. Something's going to happen. We're never going to see it. So, whenever I want LeBron to – do something will happen. Day back to when I wanted to play Kobe, shit ain't happen. When I wanted to battle LA, actually it was the Clippers' fault in the bubble. So it's not always on yeah. him. But I don't, I don't see it happening because they're gonna get that one seed, and I think y'all gonna get a six seed. You think y'all gonna get the one seed? Okay, okay. Yeah, I think we're gonna get the one seed. So we'll see. All right. Any closing remarks for episode one thirty nine? Uh, what what holiday is it tomorrow? 
Presidents, Presidents Day. Day. Y'all have a good Presidents Day. Um, <laughs> Ed, enjoy your day off. <laughs> I wish. Enjoy your day off. Oh, damn, Carl, you ain't got the day off? Man. If I, would, if I would look my boss in the face and be like, yeah, it's Presidents Day, you'd be like, and? <laughs> so what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure got that drink off tomorrow. But, um, yeah, man, and just stay safe. Continue to enjoy the rest of the beginning or the beginning of 2024. Oh, yeah. Hope y'all hope y'all enjoy the day off. For sure. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week. <laughs> yeah, man. Make sure you guys, if y'all have a calendar or a piece of paper, dry erase board, write down your goals for the night. Sunday is normally used to plan for the week. And I hope you guys just take it day by day, milestone by milestone, and just keep chopping at the wood and carrying water. Ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 139 of the Caesars Show. Make sure to subscribe on all forms of social media at Sir Caesars, at Carl Kyers, at Terrence Willie underscore. We out. Peace.